down. Questions on what we've covered so far? It's all clear. It's <laughs> mud. <laughs> all right. Um, so, so the idea right, is to overcome this fundamental misunderstanding, right? This fundamental ignorance, right? That we all have, right? So. So this, right, this topic is not about gaining just an intellectual understanding because it's an interesting philosophy. Right? The idea is that by realizing emptiness, by realizing the, the lack of existing in this concrete, inherently existent way, then we can eventually undercut all of our disturbing emotions and attain lasting peace and happiness and enlightenment. And that is the path to enlightenment. Like realizing emptiness is the key to ending our suffering. Mm -hmm. yeah. Forever, right? This is kind of, this is an ir irreversible process. Mm -hmm. It's not just a matter of, you know, getting some happiness for a few years, right? The idea is to uproot the the source of our suffering. Yeah. So this is this is is the the key according to Buddhism. So how do we realize emptiness? How do we realize emptiness? Right? And the idea is is to first try to understand it intellectually and then we you know we hear teachings on it, we read books on it. And then we contemplate it ourselves, and we meditate on it, and we bring the understanding from here to here, right? From our heads to our hearts, and we bring it into our pores, and we bring it into our way of being, um, eventually. That's the idea. And it's not something where you get the words in the right order, and then that's, you're done. It's something where it, it completely alters your outlook and it makes you more peaceful and happy and joyful. And, and the idea, yeah, and the more, you know, the less we hang on to things as being concrete and inherently existing, the, the, the less our minds are going to go up and down the less our minds are going to fall into those holes, the less our minds are going to spin, the less our minds are going to be obsessive. And, you know, for those of us who have you know, encountered beings who have, you know, are highly realized, right, there's this lightness of being, like some of you have, have you know, connections with Garchin Rinpoche, right? And then he's just, you know, there's just this, this beautiful, right, this lightness, this, that, that, anyway, that is possible for all of us, right, through, you know, through our practice and through 
realizing emptiness as well as the rest, you know, loving more, loving compassion. So I just wanted to make that, say that explicitly, right? Um, that this has everything to do with our life. Right? This has everything to do with our life and how to achieve more happiness and joy. Okay. So everything appears as if they exist inherently, concretely, separately. These self-contained entities um, and we believe that but nothing actually exists that way they exist dependently so there are many different you know so, the, so there, are, there are different ways to realize emptiness um, in, in the approach we're going to use in this class it's the Madhyamaka view and approach where we use reasoning so I'll give you the reasonings why things don't exist, or we'll go through like a couple of different reasonings why things can't exist that way. Also, in the Dzogchen and Mahamudra approaches, right, it's more experiential, right? Um, and I personally, you know, I, I uh, dabble in all of them, and I personally find that they they really help reinforce each other. So nothing at all, um, one thing I forgot to say, right? Nothing at all exists from its own side, right? Independently, as we were, we've been talking about. But they do exist dependently. They do exist in a relative way, in a conventional way, and they do function, right? This is super important, right? There is no book at all here from its own side. And it exists and functions that I can open up and I can read it and I can learn from it. And there's no annoying person at all from their own side. And um, they may be harming someone. And they may need to, you know, do something to help alleviate that harm. So emptiness does not mean nothingness. It does not mean that nothing exists at all. It means that things don't exist from their own side independently, but they do exist. Yeah. And so the one of the big reasonings used to counteract de, um, inherent existence is dependent arising. So the reasoning of dependent arising is called the king of reasoning. So nothing exists from its own side, um, but exists in dependence upon causes and conditions, parts, and imputations. Causes and conditions, parts, and imputations. So nothing exists. Yeah. So causes and conditions. So all impermanent phenomena, pretty much. Everything that we see here, taste, touch, is impermanent. It's changing from moment to moment, and it's a result of causes and conditions. Like we talked about with the book, we talked about, you know, also the table, right? This is a result of many causes and conditions coming together, right? The tree, the sun, the, 
the trees, the sun, the song, etc. Yeah. The clock, etc. Their processes. Also, the annoying person. Right? We, when we're annoyed at somebody, we think that they are themselves an annoying person. But that annoying person is a result of many causes and conditions coming together. Well, that person, you know, that person, right? that person is a result of right, their upbringing, their parents, their education. Right? And the more we see them, right, they're not inherently annoying. They're com the coming together of so many different things. And the Dalai Lama talks about how important it is for us to see things from this broader perspective that it's the coming together of many causes and conditions. You know, and he talks about the world problems and how, how we have this tendency maybe to blame the problems on a particular person, right? That person is the problem. So if we get, or that group of people is the problem, right? And they're the problem, so if we get rid of those people, then the problem will be gone. And the Dalai Lama says, that's unrealistic, because they're not inherently existent. They, right, the problem is a, is a societal problem that's, the coming together of so many different causes and conditions, right? People's education, right? The, the media, the, right? The, um, yeah, the laws in this country, the politics, etc. So he says, if we're, if we want to solve the problems in the world, we need to see all the causes and conditions coming together, and we can't point to that one person or the group of people and say, you're the problem. We need to get rid of you because that's not going to solve the problems, right? All of the, right, right, the poverty in the world, right? All of that, etc. Okay. Poverty causing crime, right? You don't just get rid of the criminals, right? Because if the root cause is still there, the crime will continue to happen. Everything is a result of causes and conditions. Yeah, and then if we have problems in our lives, it's the same thing, right? We may think it's a problem, but if we really think about, it's like we may think it's a concrete, intractable problem, but if we think about it, that problem arose due to many causes and conditions coming together. So if we examine the causes and conditions, you know, we can eradicate that problem by looking at the causes conditions. What, what did I do to contribute to that? You know, what are the various causes and conditions that came together, right? If, uh, if, uh, yeah, if I'm having a relationship problem, I might think it's that other person's problem, right? That other person's behavior, right? But that's not the whole picture. Well, where's that other person's behavior coming from? What did I do to contribute to that problem? 
what is what are the stresses that that other person is under right what is what was their upbringing right what is their worldview right that so many if we understand the many causes and conditions coming together instead of thinking bad person or wrong person we can try to understand the causes and conditions that brought about the relationship problem and, and in that way we have an, a good chance of solving that problem right instead of blaming it on that person right that person's the saying we can blame it on the causes and conditions? <laughs> well, well, blaming it on the causes and conditions. We can see all the causes and conditions coming together, right? Mm -hmm. To create that problem. So then to, to solve, right? Instead of it being this, this solid, intractable problem and problematic person, mm -hmm. you can see all the causes and conditions, right? And it, it doesn't seem to be so solid. And then we can, yeah, and then we can solve that, help solve that, resolve that problem by addressing those causes and conditions. Maybe change, right. So, am I making sense? I guess so. I guess the hard leap for me is like, so, like what if it's a person that doesn't have a lot of problems, like, you know, they're rich and they had the best education and they had two parents and all of that and they're still a jerk. Right? There's no causes and conditions to fix. And maybe I'm missing something, but you know, it's like it's like <laughs> sure, if sure. we're all causes and conditions, you can have the perfect causes and conditions and be rich and healthy and have loving people around you and still be a jerk. Yeah, so okay. So let's say Yeah, we're having trouble with somebody at work. Mm -hmm. Purely hypothetical. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And let's say that other person is undermining us, mm -hmm. right? And speaking badly behind our back and playing power games, etc. And we may like and we may think, oh well that person is inherently a jerk. Mm -hmm. Right? But then if we think about the causes and conditions that are that caused that, right? So it's like, oh, that person, oh, that's why, okay, I had this experience once. <laughs> anyway, but you know, where looking at the causes and conditions really helped. Mm -hmm. Okay, that person is rich in this case. Okay, this person's rich, this person's attractive, this person has mm -hmm. tons of friends, you know, what is that person? And then I look deeper. Okay, well, this person was educated at a place that taught yeah taught her that playing power games and manipulating is the way to get what you want mm -hmm. she believes that that's the way to happiness uh, she also right and she she was brought up in a family where being super successful is really important right and and so she can't help it mm -hmm. right like like I finally got it got to the point where I realized she couldn't help it. This is, she's a result of those causes and conditions coming together. Like she was taught that and she's practiced that and she's been reinforced in that, right? She's been successful for that. And so she's, 
she's acting this way because she can't help it. Right? And then also, from my side, you know, what have I done right, to contribute to her feeling, oh, let's say, insecure. Right? Maybe she felt insecure because I didn't, you know, I didn't make her feel, yeah. Yeah, I didn't make her feel secure in her position. Yeah, she felt threatened by me. You know, so understanding all of that together. Oh, okay, so she feels insecure. So how can I help this situation? Oh, I can reassure her that I'm not after her job, right? I can give her credit for the things that she's doing, right? Make her, help her make, feel secure, right? As opposed to, right, if I just label her jerk, then I don't do anything to help resolve that problem, yeah. But if I see the, the causes and conditions coming together, then um, I can see, oh, okay, well, this is where she's coming from, and this is what I can do to help, and this is what I can stop doing that helps, right, helps her feel more insecure. Does that make sense? Sort of. So it refers to like the relative causes and conditions, not like the karmic seed that's yeah. coming up, and, right? When people say, like most of the emptiness teachings I've had don't use that language at all. Yeah. So it sounds right. kind of foreign to me. And I'm yeah. not ever sure exactly uh -huh. what they're referring to. Yeah, yeah. And this is the more traditional, I mean, I, I know the yeah. teaching that you're talking about, and that is actually not the traditional way of right. presenting it. Right, that's that person's right. unique way of presenting it. So causes and conditions is, is, I mean, the karmic seed, yeah, it, I mean, that's part of it, but that's not traditionally how it's presented. This is much mm -hmm. more the causes and conditions of, yeah, everything, you know, is, is arising, abiding, and changing, and cause, it's not this concrete, right? Like, if we think about it, when we're annoyed at somebody or we're upset with somebody, they're a concrete, annoying person. They're not, right, this constantly changing, right, constantly changing body and constantly, right? They're concretely annoying, and they're, they're permanently that way, right? They've always been that way, you know? <laughs> they are that way, there's no question, right? It's like, right? And so causes and conditions helps to start break down that concreteness, right? Like, oh, they're not concretely that way, they're that way because of many factors coming together, because of their upbringing, yeah, because of their insecurity, because of, the, right? And the more we understand that, right, that, that they're just a product of these causes and conditions, then the more that concreteness can start to melt, mm -hmm. right? It's not a magic formula, but it starts, and my idea is to lead a meditation on this, but I just wanted to point out that even within your example, you can unpack it a little further. Your annoying, manipulative person was her parents' star child, right? They learned, she learned everything they taught them and put it into practice. So they're thinking she's awesome. And you're seeing an irritating person. So even within the example, there's an opportunity to see the empty nature of those actions in that person. Because anybody could look at it and see it in any way. It isn't coming as irritating from its own side. Yeah, and that's the third level of, of dependent arising that I haven't talked about yet. Oh. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, yeah, but you can, you can label it in different ways, yeah. Mm -hmm. So causes and conditions are, 
can be super useful um, to break something down. Um, to break the annoyance, right, or the anger down. Like I, you know, I have a certain difficult person in my family that the way that I, I keep from being angry at this person is to see how much um, how much the pain they had in their life. And this person is very, very difficult. But I can see that it's coming from a place of pain and then I don't get I'm much less likely to get angry. know this person my whole life so I see how right how the the hardness and the harshness and you know developed over time and that person wasn't born that way right like little babies aren't right aren't jerks depending on your requirements maybe the, not the problem I'm having with the causes and conditions, because those causes and conditions are also not self-existent. Yes. So poverty isn't self-existently good or bad or self-existently going to lead someone to being a jerk or not, right? So I guess, like, how do you deal with that part of, like, causes and conditions also aren't Well, because they're, I mean, because they don't exist inherently, that's why they function. That's why they can function. Um, that's a more difficult, that's yeah. a much more difficult thing to understand. Um, so that requires more reflection. Yeah. If, if something... Because rain doesn't always cause trees to grow, right? If it did, every time it rained, trees would come up. But it yeah, but it's one of the conditions, right? So mm -hmm. for, for, so the, the, the classic Buddhist explanation is that there's there's a main cause and many conditions that mm -hmm. come together right so the seed is the main cause oh, yeah. okay. and then there's mm -hmm. the soil and the rain and the sun and all of the causes and conditions need to come together for the tree to grow right and if one of them is not present right if there's no moisture then the tree won't grow right even though it's not the main cause but there it needs all of the causes and conditions to to come together mm -hmm. for, for it to, to grow. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, for a seed to sprout, right? It needs the causes and conditions to come together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, what's your name again? Pamela. Um, similar to Pamela's point, would it be fair to say then that one of those causes and conditions of the annoyance is also the fact that, right, you are not a Wall Street banker who loves, like, <laughs> you know, 
vicious jerks, you know? Like, so the experience of annoyance, the conditions in which it's growing, is not just the coworker, but our... Yes. 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 Right? Yes, absolutely. Very much so. Yeah, so for me, in my, my situation with the person who was, you know, playing power games and mm -hmm. things like that, I got upset. I got quite upset. And my contrib contribution was, I realized that I'm the type of person that doesn't do well with a lot of politics and power games. I'm an idealistic person. I like everybody to be nice. Right? And so, you know, and some people, right? And, you know, it's like I'm attached to people being treated, you know, being a particular way. And because this person wasn't that particular way, and because I was being treated in a way that I didn't like, then I became upset. So that's my contribution, is my attachment to being treated with respect, you know, and, you know, and being treated, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, so the cause and conditions for that situation, that person, and the cause and conditions from our side, right, how we contribute to the upset, absolutely. So, so, yeah. Well, when we have, when we have annoyance, annoying person, we're hanging on to a concrete annoying person out there, and a concrete me here. Right. So if we break down the concrete annoying person, that will help. If we break down the concrete me, that will also help. If we break down both, that will help even more. But so whatever, you know, so the idea is to try whatever works, right? To have this toolbox up here to break down the concrete annoying person, to break down the concrete me. And the, the dependent arising is a useful way to do that. Mm. Making sense? I can see how um, talking about it in terms of causes and conditions would help from like thinking that like there's nothingness out there and like everything is just like generated by our mind or something like that, that there are these causes and conditions, so like things exist, just not self-existently. Versus, I mean, it, does that make sense? Because sometimes when I think about emptiness, it's like, oh, like the world is black, or like something like that. Like the world is black, and then my mind like is like throwing things out there. Um, does that make sense? It's okay if it doesn't. We can move on. <laughs> but yeah, we're like. I haven't thought about causes and conditions too much. So it's like, oh, there are, like, real things. Like, that book is real. It's just not self-existently real. Because it comes from, like, trees and paper and all well, of that yeah. stuff. Like, that whole process. It's not like my mind just, like... Right. It's I can't not just choose just, to think about not, a book and it... Like, it's not just a figment of your imagination. Yeah, yeah. I, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is yeah. a... Yeah, there's a... There's a there's something external to your mind, but it's yeah. not a book from its own side, yeah. right? But there's, right, there's something that came together due to right. causes and conditions. 
And that's the, that's the, the, the beauty of the reasoning of dependent arising. Is the, the idea is to find the middle way, right, between what's called like permanence or eternalism and nihilism, right? So with emptiness we see, okay, there is no book here from its own side. And there's no person from its own side. And there's no body from its own side. And there's no atoms from its own side. And there are no subatomic particles from its own side. So when you meditate on emptiness, you end up with there's nothing there from its own side. And you can fall into, okay, well, if there's nothing there from its own side, then it doesn't exist. There's nothing that exists. So dependent arising helps you see, oh, but something exists. It, it, something exists dependently. It doesn't exist in and of itself from its own side inherently. There's no book at all here from its own side, and there's no paper at all here from its own side, and there's no ink at all from its own side, and there's no atoms at all from its own side. And you start to get nervous, right? It's like, well, what is there, right? <laughs> right? So you can fall into that, there's nothing that exists, and then that's super dangerous because then you can think, well, I can do whatever I want, nothing, is, nothing exists. And that is a bigger problem than, than you know, thinking that there's a book from its own side. <laughs> right? So then to avoid falling into that, oh, nothing exists, then the reasoning of dependent arising is used. Mm -hmm. Oh, but things do exist dependent, dependently, dependent on, on causes and conditions, dependent on parts, and dependent on imputation. It's not merely a figment of our imagination. It does exist, and it functions. And it's really, really hard to get that middle way view, right? We're trying to find the middle way between the two extremes. So it's really, really hard to, to get that there's nothing that exists from its own side. And it still exists, and it functions super, super hard, and, you know, and the Lama Sankapa says, right, so, so we ne get, need to get to the point that we realize that because things are dependent, that means they are empty of inherent existence, and because they're empty of inherent existence, that means they're dependent, and, you know, and we need to understand that at, at the very depth of our being, and when we do, then he says, you know, you're done, right? Your analysis is complete. <laughs> You've got the correct view, right? And that's very difficult. Um, uh, so, but the beauty of the dependent the reasoning of dependent arising is that we don't fall into oh that nothing exists at all. Right? So, um, yeah. I think next time I think we'll we'll finish dependent arising. I was thinking we'd do it tonight, but I think it was better to just to focus a little bit more on causes and conditions because there was a lot of questions on that. And we have five minutes left according to the clock. Do we have five minutes left or ten minutes left? Eight thirty. Eight thirty. For like four. What what is your clock? Like? See my watch. I think is slow. My the oh. clock the clock says eight twenty five and. I have 826. I have 826. Same. It's getting worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little meditation on that. Being dependent on causes and conditions. Because I think it'll, it'll 
I'll help. If we, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll set, sit just a few moments. Once again, following our breath. bring to mind uh, the image of a table. And just notice how that table seems to exist now, on its own. You know, it's a singular solid thing. appears instinctively, right, without, you know, cogitating it, without intellectualizing it, but just, just noticing how it appears instinctively as something, a singular solid thing standing there on its own, separate. about the many causes and conditions that came together for that table to come into being. The wood table, the trees, trees down. The machines or the people who made the table. of process of many conditions coming together and the table is changing from moment to moment on the atomic level, 
atoms and particles are moving. The table is disintegrating moment by moment. changing from moment to moment and result of many causes and conditions coming together. It's not this concrete separate thing. It's an interdependent fluid process. to be like concretely annoying there's person kind of standing on its own on their own and annoying seems to be a quality of their being in our minds also a constantly changing process, a result of many causes and conditions coming together. Their parents, their family environment. their life experiences and their pains and insecurities bodies are changing from moment to moment. Their minds are changing from moment to moment. Sometimes happy, sometimes unhappy. 
sometimes peaceful, sometimes generous, sometimes kind. Therefore, they do not exist concretely, inherently, as in a knowing person. and happiness into the world. 